Arizona's Desert Diaries. Hello, Arizona calling, and another week rolls on by. Days here are still really cool in the morning, and when I went for a walk last night around 7 o'clock, I positively regretted wearing just a T-shirt. But I have to say the days are slowly starting to warm up. Hitting 30 degrees this weekend, and a few times this week actually, nipping to the post box or popping to the shops... I felt a blast of heat on my skin and I'm reminded of the furnace of summer that is to come. It's hard to imagine that in just a couple of months it'll be almost impossible to go outside for more than a few minutes for several hours of the day. But I'm also excited at the thought of getting back in the pool. Oh, there's also something so otherworldly about the heat that I'm really looking forward to. I stomped up the mountain one early evening this week just as the sun was starting to set and was met by another walker who wanted to know what wildlife I'd spotted as we'd just seen a few coyotes coming out to hunt for the evening. I've been hiking here nearly every day for five years, she said. I've never even seen a rattlesnake on this trail. When I lived over by Lookout Mountain, there were loads of them over there. Where are they all? She sounded almost put out, (laughs) the lack of deadly reptiles on her daily walk. I'm sure they'll be around soon, I said. Uh, Hopefully. (laughs) I still haven't seen a diamondback since I've lived here, the most common species of rattlesnake in these parts. And incidentally, also the name of the local baseball team, a.k.a. the D-backs. I'm not really in any hurry, though, to see them, to be honest. Talking of baseball, Phoenix is a city famed for a big event in the baseball calendar, spring training. Every year, thousands of fans descend on the valley to watch their favourite teams who all come into town to get ready for the new season. There are practice and exhibition games, giving teams the chance to try out things like new players and new tactics. The tradition started back in the 1880s when most of the 16 baseball teams that existed at the time, so few, were actually from parts of the US that were freezing until late spring, which meant it was really hard to get out on the pitch and get ready for the new season without freezing your extremities off. Most of the times the teams had to play inside in enclosed spaces, not much like a baseball diamond, is it? So Albert Spalding, who was the head honcho of the Chicago White Sox, decided to try something new and took his team to Hot Springs, Arkansas. There are brilliant pictures online of the whole team being sent out for training hikes and massively inappropriate hiking gear. The idea caught on and for years loads of teams called Arkansas home for the whole month of March and in fact there was even a now legendary incident where the famed baseball icon Babe Ruth who was taking part in a practice game was called in to hit and promptly belted a pitch out of the practice field over the fence across the road and into a pond in an alligator farm. (laughs) It became the stuff of legends, not just because of the alligators, but because until that point, Babe Ruth had only been considered a pitcher, the person who throws the ball and not a hitter. And it was also significant because until then, no one had ever dreamt that a ball could be hit that far. History was made. So then loads of places, Arkansas, then California, even Cuba, became locations for spring training until things really solidified to two locations with the most temperate March weather and the best facilities, Florida and Arizona. 
The teams that go to Florida each year to train now form part of what's called the Grapefruit League. And those who come to Arizona are part of, go on, guess it, what do you reckon? Yep, the Cactus League. In fact, the Cactus League came well after the Grapefruit League was set up and it was down to one man, Bill Veek, who at the time was the owner of the Cleveland Indians. Previously, he'd owned a minor league team and whilst on spring training in Florida, he'd sat himself down in the stands to watch the game, chatting to a few other fans and was told he had to move. Now, Bill Veek was a white man who had wandered into an area that had been segregated for African-Americans only. These Jim Crow laws existed in loads of places all across the United States, keeping black and white fans apart. And in Florida at the time, those were the rules. Black fans, white fans were not allowed to sit and watch the game together. Now, Bill refused to move. And so the sheriff was called. Then the mayor. And eventually the mayor backed down when Bill said, look, if you want me to leave this stand, I will leave and I'll take my team with me and I'll tell everyone what you're saying. The next year when Bill Veek bought a new team, he decided to ditch the Florida tradition, thinking Arizona would be a more racially tolerant state. He then persuaded the New York Giants, as they were then called, to defect with him and the Cactus League was born. Spring training looks a bit different this year, with just a teeny number of socially distant fans allowed in to watch the games. But I have a promise from my friend Barry that he'll take me to a game once we can all enjoy them again. So I've got that on my post-COVID to-do list, along with a gazillion other adventures. Thinking about baseball games reminds me of the mum that I met in EG's in Tucson nearly two years ago now. EG's, you might remember, is the hyper-local Arizona delicacy that is a cross between a smoothie, a sorbet and a slushy. They're just delicious. She was buying a massive cup of the stuff, the pineapple flavour, I remember, and told me that she was planning to add several shots of rum, <laughs> make her own pina colada and then take it incognito into the game with her. <laughs> what a kindred spirit I met in that woman. You'll be pleased to know I survived the weekend after being left home alone with the menagerie by Dave as he went off hiking the Arizona Trail on his boy's own adventure weekend with his mate, who we call Jason, because his name's Jason. They had a brilliant time out on the trails towards Payson, hiking a few mountains, wild camping, building fires, drinking rum by moonlight and getting more than a couple of blisters. I lived it up in my own way, hanging out in the local reptile shop, buying various hideous bugs for the lizard to eat, feeding hideous bugs to said lizard, cleaning up after the exuberant puppy and enjoying or, well, actually rather enduring walks with the ridiculous combination of the big dog around my waist. I can barely hold her because she pulls. She's so strong. The little dog in a bag over my shoulder as she's too heavy to carry by hand and can't go on the ground yet as she hasn't had all her jabs and a child holding each hand. But yes, there was also some fantastic alone time in the evening with my old friend Whiskey. I'll see you in the desert. (laughs) 